Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. He's a successful property entrepreneur, and he's here to tell us all about his lifestyle change and the subsequent book, Five Stone, Four Months, Three Mountains. Today's guest is David Fernley. David, how we doing? Hey, thanks, Andy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Great introduction there. Thank you. You like that? Yeah, we do, yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, we do really well. Thank you. Yeah, feeling uh, feeling 20 years younger and, and, and uh, much happier and relaxed for definite. Yeah. So thanks for Brilliant. inviting me. I've got to say, I saw a picture the other day and uh, I think you're looking 20 years younger as well, mate. Oh, gosh, I'll say so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh it's it's quite incredible to look back. Even even for me now, for for kind of just over four months on, to look at those photographs, it it, it sounds probably stupid, but it's kind of weird to say, "Gosh, I don't recognise you." It really is weird. Um, but I'm really pleased I didn't throw them away. I was I was going to, you know, you, when you when you when you, I'm going to use the word fat and obese because I never used to use them. But when you are fat and obese, <laughs> you um you kind of you, you kind of learn how to. Certainly, if you you do education and you and you're on a stage, a press, you know, you present to people, you kind of learn to hold yourself in a certain way for photographs, um, and then the photographs that you do get, you you really um, that that don't look particularly flattering or perhaps real, you kind of shelve them. But I'm pleased I didn't throw them away now because I can pull them out now and do the the before and afters. There for prosperity as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for definite, yeah. So I want you to take us back a little bit, David, because you've had successful careers uh, previous to your latest foray into the lifestyle change. Could you give us a bit of background? What kind of family you was into? What work you've done in the past before you moved on to doing some of the stuff you're doing at the minute? Yeah, yeah, of course I can. Yeah. Um, well, I'm the only only child um, and I, I grew up really not having a clue what I was going to do for a living. My father had a construction company and... Um, I left school, as I say, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went and went to college and did a, a construction diploma and then went on from there. Then you get kind of get railroaded, or certainly I did, in the late 80s into, you know, you sort of choose your path and that's where you're going to go. And I did six years um, of further education and I went to being a construction engineer and that's what I did um, for, for a quite a number of years, quite a number of unhappy years, if the truth be known, because I wasn't, I didn't particularly enjoy that route. It didn't suit me. Um, but then in, in 2005, uh, I came across a job, um, in, still in the civil engineering profession, but working for a sports surfacing contractors. Now, I don't know if, ah. any, if, you, yeah, if you're familiar with that, but that's kind of this artificial turf for uh, football clubs, hockey pitches, multi-use sports areas. Um, so yeah. I, went for, I went for the job and, and they said, look, we, we want somebody with a civil, civil engineering background. Um, but this is what we do. Do you fancy it? And I thought, absolutely do, because this was kind of, this was so different for me. This was like jumping on a plane, going to work. Um, you know, we're sort of jetting around the UK, going over to Europe, very much an international affair. And I absolutely loved it, Andy. It was, it was fantastic. And, and um, it, it, it was great to get, to get to see different places. We worked for various uh, sports clubs and professional football clubs. Um, you were able to name some of them, David? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, we work for Man United, Man City, Arsenal, Fulham, West Ham United. Uh, we did the David Beckham Academy when it was there at wow. uh, in, in London. Yeah, 
So yeah, and and but we also work for a lot of smaller clubs and amateur clubs and schools, universities, colleges, and I absolutely loved it, Andy. It was fantastic. Um, but but leading up to the present day, um, what happened? And, and I won't go into this in detail because um, it's, it's a long protracted story. But um, I ended up. I've got I've got two kids. I, I met Amanda um, and. 10 years ago and we fell in love together we fell in love and, and we got married and all the rest of it and I went to live with her um in the meantime I'd been divorced and I've got two kids Jack and Emma and um I was having marital I was having problems with with child custody and, and all these things and I, I don't want to go into it but there was something quite serious happened that resulted in social services and the police getting involved and ultimately, the kids ended up with me full time, and that was um, that was six years ago now. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, I'd work. I was working in the sports service industry. I was doing long hours. I was all over the place, but I found myself in this kind of um, single parent position. And and I want, I want to qualify that because it sounds really unfair because I was with Amanda, and and at the time we we you know we were you know we lived together. We were getting married. And I don't want to detract, detract from her, but they weren't Amanda's kids, and, it, and she had her own what career. What part of the world was you in, David? Well, we went over to live just north of Bradford in in Shipley, where Amanda lived. Um, I lived in Saddleworth, um, which is sort of north northeast, yeah, not North Manchester. Um, but then I went over to live with Amanda. So I had Jack and Emma half the week, but then I found I got them all the week, and it was kind of one of those things because I couldn't. I couldn't be a single dad. I couldn't. I couldn't say to Amanda, "Look, you've got to stop your career for my kids." So it was a real problem, mm. and I got made redundant. And I got made redundant because the company that said they were going to support me didn't. So I found myself in a really bad position, um, and it was a case of right, what do I do? So I've been a landlord since 1999, and only I, only I say it's kind of a you know kind of an amateur landlord with a, um, a, a portfolio. I think at the time I had six, so I couldn't call myself a professional mm-hmm. landlord. But I had a love for property, and I enjoyed, I enjoyed property. I'd, I'd got long-term tenants. Everything was going well. And I started to learn about more creative strategies, and, and that's what I went into. And, um, and then, yeah, we, we, we got to a position whereby we were, we were able to, to bring deals in, take them on or sell them on, and be able to replace the income, uh, which was a huge, huge relief for us. Um, and, and that's where it started. So I went into the property business, and that was 2014. That was full time. Um, and yeah, we, we've, we've, we've not really looked back. Um, we, we started uh, coaching a few years ago, very, very in a small way, um, just helping people to do, because uh, we went into service accommodation then. So yeah. people to be able to put, you know, put the, the, properties on on the OTAs and be able to run the service accommodation and be able to source the properties um, and we've done that ever since so yeah it's it's been a, it's been quite an interesting journey Andy but that's that's kind of to answer your question that's where I've come from um, and that's yeah. where, where, where we are now yeah. So what made you do you think change your lifestyle recently because we know you've lost a lot of weight you've done it really quickly it's not an easy thing to do I know I did it myself back in 2017 I lost three stone sorry I do beg your pardon I lost 30 pounds in three months and uh, yours was better than that let's be honest I mean five stone in four months is a lot better and my time was really tough I had to put a tremendous amount of effort in but it's crept back on again. 
So right. we're going to have to get up to some questions about this fitness yeah. stuff, David. Yeah. Uh, what you got planned for the future? Because you've got the book that's written. That's yeah. an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, fantastic title, by the way. I love the title. Oh, brilliant. And, Thank you. Uh, no, no problem. And we've got some questions from some of the people that I know on social media and some of the listeners. So um, I would that's like okay. to start with that, I should think, if that's okay. Yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Fire away, yeah. All right, then. So we've got Elsa Scheider, and she was asking, what was your impetus to get started and to keep going? Right, okay. Um, oh, gosh, there, there, was a, there was a few. Um, I, I, I rem- I, I've got to mention something. I, I, over the past, what happened? I, I I used to keep really fit, and I used to swim every day, and I used to swim a couple of miles every day. Yeah. Wow, then, that's quite far. <laughs> yeah, no, I was Sandy. I was I was I was pretty damn fit. I used to run up hills. I used to do some boxing training. Um, yeah. I was just about twelve and a half to thirteen stone, and I'm six foot one. Um, mm-hmm. So I was fit. But what happened was, and uh, you know, I just mentioned sort of my background when I went through that period of um, of. of of getting divorced and that was in recession time and the com- one of the companies that I worked for went into administration. It was a really tough time. Yeah. I didn't particularly handle the stress very well and I ended up um, with anxiety and depression and mm-hmm. that's, it's, um, that's a pretty pretty horrible thing to go through. And what I, I was still training at the time and for a period of time that really, really helped me. Um, but what happened was I had a big lifestyle change in that I met Amanda. I went to move over with Amanda. That took me away from where I knew, um, kind of where I swam every day, where I knew I could get a swim as well. And then, you know, when, you, when you're seeing somebody new, you're going out, you're having, you know, you're out going out for meals, you're, you're, you're dining. But also with all the stress that was happening in my life, I stopped mm. training. I stopped swimming uh, over probably a period of about three or four months. And I started putting the weight on. And I went through this this terrible, stressful period. I mean, we went to court probably about eight to nine times over, over the kids. Um, and and you know, anybody who's listening, I know court, court isn't a fun place to be. And mm. I ended up with this, I ended up on tablets uh, with the anxiety and depression. And I just right. would p- pile the weight on Andy. And I started to yeah. drink. Uh, I was starting to drink every day. And, you know, a couple went to mm. three, went to four, went to five. And I ended up in yeah. a habit of um, of drinking every evening because I, I cook. I enjoy cooking. I do the cooking here. But what happened was I, I would kind of um, say, this is my time. This is this is my time. The day's done. Business is done. This is my time. I'm going to get a drink. But what happens is you, you end up dragging out the, 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 the cooking time and it can end up two hours and you can end up, you know, potentially drinking half a bottle of, of, of whatever gin. Uh, yeah. And I did that for quite a long time, and it was a number of years. And Amanda was worried about me; the kids were worried about me, and I knew it was wrong. But I kept putting, I kept putting it to the back of my mind, and kept doing it. And and but Amanda kept saying to me, "Emma's Emma, who's my daughter, she's really worried about you, David. You you've, you know you've got to stop this." And in the back of my mind, I didn't know if I'd be able to stop. Um, and leading into lockdown. Drinking or, or eating drinking, or drink. getting well, drinking, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about drinking, but eating as well. I was eating rubbish. I was eating lots of rubbish. Um, my life wasn't particularly in a great place. You know, we'd be eating a lot of takeouts. Um, 
fast food. And it's just, just absolute rubbish. And I piled all this weight on. I felt absolutely terrible. And I remember the point I'm getting to, I'm sorry to draw on a little bit there about the background. Worth mentioning it, background information though, yeah. Yeah, I think it's quite important because I was drinking two and a half litres of gin a week and um, right. and I was worried that I've, I'd got a problem, a serious problem, an you know, alcohol problem. Um, leading into lockdown. And, and I remember there was one particular night in, in March, and it was obvious you know, lockdown was going to happen. We didn't know what the situation was. None of us did, did we? And no. I remember locking the gates up at the farm, and we'd been out, and we'd, we'd get a few days of shopping in and sort of lock the car up, lock the gates up. And I, and I just stood looking at the house thinking, I don't know what's going to happen, what's going to happen with business, what's going to happen you know, with our, our, our tenants going to pay us, is the coaching business going to drop to bits? Such accommodation, what's going to happen with that? We, we just don't know. And I, and, I, and I just stood there on my own for, a, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes thinking, what, what am I going to do? And it, it was going through my mind about all this drinking and, and the, the, the overweight um, situation and all the rubbish I was eating. And I thought, this could end up a real problem for me. And I thought, you know what? I can do something about this. I can take advantage of this period, this lockdown. I can't control what's going to happen with that, but I can certainly control now what's going to happen with my my health. And mm. I came back in and I said to Amanda, I said, I know, because I have had, a, over the last few years, I've had a few false starts where I said, I'm going to do it, and I haven't. So she kind of didn't trust that I was going to do it this time. And I went in and I said, listen, I know I've said this before, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to eat better. better. I'm going to have a proper, proper transition here. And she said, well, I hope you do, but, you know, tell me in a couple of weeks, repeat that in a couple of weeks. And I said, yeah, I will. Um, and that's what led me up to it, Andy. Um, it, it was very much, you know, that I was, I felt very guilty. I felt very guilty mm. on, on my family. I felt very guilty on me. I was feeling really bad, just terrible. And I knew that, you know, I, was, I wasn't far off being 50 years of age. And if I carried on, I'm going to probably die young. And that, that, that's the truth. So I said, right, I'm going to do this, um, and I, and I made a start. And um, the next the next day, I said to my son Jack, who's 18, and he's 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 got the physique, he's got a great uh, sort of runner's physique. He's really fit. And I said, right, come out with me in the morning. I'm going to start. That's a crazy thing to do, going running with a youngster. I know because I did it myself a little while back and um, <laughs> I was a little bit fitter than I am now. And uh, I went running with my son, Daniel. He's, like you say, exactly the same as your son by the sound of it, runner's physique. And yeah. uh, he he just, without ever doing any running, without any warm up, just put a pair of trainers on, came yeah. running with me. And yeah. I said, you're going to have to leave me, Dan. You're far too quick for me. and I, fit, I can't remember the numbers that he did now. I yeah. think it was first time off, we did uh, five kilometres. We planned it already. It was five kilometres on the dot. And I think he did 22 minutes. And uh, I was yeah. trailing in, nearly killing myself about three or four minutes behind <laughs> him. So, and he wasn't even trying. <laughs> no, well... Well, I can tell you there was no running that morning. Um, there was no way. I mean, I, I, there was absolutely no way I could have run. And But I said, look, just come out with me for company. Get Come on, get up. Give me, give me, give me yeah. some support. And where we live is pretty hilly. 
So, you know, we kind of went down the valley at the bottom of the fields, went up the other side, got halfway up the other side, Andy, and I'm puffing and panting, I'm bent over. <laughs> and, I'm, and part of me's thinking, oh, my God, what have you got yourself? What, what have you done to yourself over the last few years? But part of me said, you know what? I'm glad you because I'm glad you, you you're experiencing this because at least you're moving. So yeah. the first day it was literally just well I timed it and I journaled it. It was 33 minutes walk, but you know mm-hmm. what, Andy, I felt absolutely tremendous after it because I'd started. Yeah, I'd started the first step. Um, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, um, and um, I mean, what what I'd say is because I'm not sure all the questions you're going to ask, but what I'll just interject at this point is to anybody who's listening. 33-minute walk doesn't seem a lot. It, it isn't particularly a lot. But what I knew from my swimming days was that consistency, incremental yeah. increases really yeah. add up. And, you know, if I can say now four and a bit months on, you know, I've got, I've got a 10K race in September. I've got a marathon booked in November. And I've just booked on what they call the Brutal Triathlon next year in 2021. Now, okay, I've not done them yet, but I've come an awful long way in four months with my fitness to the guy who was yeah. puffing and panty on a 33-minute walk. So, you know, start. You've got to just give yourself credit there. Thank you. But, yeah. but no, just, no, you just got to start. on the back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and be consistent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, going back to Elsa's question. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's a long while ago, David. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the first part, really. What was yeah. the impetus? But she also said, what kept you going? Right. Oh, gosh, there's loads of things. Um, oh, gosh, um, I think the guilt of, of putting myself in that position. And and, and I really did believe that. I, I'm not, and I'm not trying to be dramatic with this. I did really believe that unless I sort myself out, I, I would. I would end up with something chronic. And, you know, I didn't want to leave my family in that position. So I had all that guilt. I also had the guilt for me as well. Um, So I had that massive, massive motivation to get fit again. Um, And that was the big thing. And if the truth be known, I, I never got to a point whereby I thought of stopping. Um, but what I did, it was two, two, one of the two, two major things. I made myself accountable on social media. I made myself accountable yeah. to, to myself. I made myself accountable. I saw to some my of your posts, mate. Yeah, yeah. You did yeah. document it as you went along, which I think helps definitely. I did the same. Yeah. yeah. Did you? Yeah. It, it does. Yeah. It really does, mate. And um, I got some really good support on social media. Some really, really kind comments. Um, some really nice uh, comments personally. And, you know, I thought, you know what, there's no way, even if it's not me and my family, there's no way I'm going to make, make myself look stupid now and and, and 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 not do this because I'm going to look like a complete and utter idiot. So it was just, a, it, it's just a momentum. I got the momentum going. I made myself accountable. I got going. Um, I, I, yeah, I was posting. I was seeing some great results. I was taking loads of joy in posting that stuff and then getting the feedback. So that was the big thing. For me, um, the other thing that really helped me was to set some incremental goals as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd say, you know, let's say I wanted to lose a stone every month. Then, you know, I'd weigh myself once a week, which probably is a little bit too much. But I would weigh myself once a week, and I was really 
kind of the mindset would kick in when you know I've lost a, another two, three, four pounds, whatever. It's like yes, it's working, fantastic. Um, that was fantastic. But on the fitness side of it as well, um, I've, I've got to I've got to really mention a, a very very dear friend of mine, a guy called Pete, Pete Peter Rowan. Um, Pete mm-hmm. Pete's also a, pro- a property trainer. Is we we met through property training, and Pete's look, Pete's older than me. He's fifty nine. I tell you what, Andy, what a super, super fit guy that is. And he is really he? inspired me. Yeah, he really is. He's, he's ex-Iron Man. He's, he still holds a record for uh, sort of doing something mad in the Highlands, like running across Moorland yeah. with a bike or something for four, four hours and 48 <laughs> minutes or something. So, he's a, you know, he's a complete and utter nutcase. But he's a great <laughs> mate. And he's super fit. And, you know, he's really helped me. And, you know, we, we said early on, we said, well, I said, you fancy doing the Yorkshire Three Peaks with me, Pete, which is 23 and a half miles up three uh, pretty sizable hills. And he said, yeah, I'll do it with you. I'll come up. He lives in Cheltenham. So I'll come up and do it with you. And that was a wow. big push for me to, to, you know, to answer, answer the question. You know, that was another one to have a goal to aim for. I didn't want to let yes. Pete down. I didn't want Pete to come up and, and come all the way from Cheltenham to Yorkshire and, and me not be able to make it round there. So it really, having those goals and those incentives really, really helped me. And then we booked in the national three peaks, so we did that. You know, we did um, we did we did Snowdon, we did Scaffold Pike. Just having those goals, Andy, just really, really spurred me on and helped me and, and made me just well, we, want to continue. Well, well, David, we had some other people asking questions as well, and I think you might have touched on this in that answer because Amantha King. Keith Corbett and Charles Walcott was all asking similar questions. So I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. It basically went along the lines of how did you control the voice of doubt in your head, the inner gremlins and control the urges to stop? Um, Yeah, it's, 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 again, it's a great, great question. Um, But the the truth of it is, I really never got to the point of thinking I was going to stop. And I think it was just because I'd got myself in that position in March whereby I knew I had to do something or it would ultimately result in something very, very serious. Mm. Um, um, and, and from that, by putting in place the, the, the goals, the targets um, for, the, for, the, for the nutrition, for the um, for the fitness it, it just kept me going and that that's that that really is it and I, I, I can honestly say i never got to the point of, of it ever coming through my mind that i was going to stop uh yeah and um that that's that's, You've been that's the truth of it yeah i have been lucky yeah, yeah. you but, have because a lot of people have this lifestyle and mindset and i'm one of them too so i know and you want to give in, you know, you want that ease of life, that extra piece of food that you, you know, that you love to eat instead of um, towing the party line and actually doing some more exercise or, uh, and this is why I started the, the podcast partly um, yeah. because I struggle with it and I get a lot of the, the world champions on and uh, the champion footballers and boxers, etc., and they come on and they're obviously dedicated, committed people but not everyone that listening, not everyone that listens, I should say, will be as dedicated as a world champion. So it's good to hear it from someone like yourself that you didn't have those gremlins. But how does other people, do you think, 
overcome them if they do? Yeah, I think I think there's a, there's a couple of things really. I, well, in my experience, what, what I did, I, I I looked at all the things that I needed to change in my life, mm-hmm. and rather than changing them all at once, Andy, I changed them incrementally. That's um, interesting. Yeah, for example, you know, I've I've, I've touched on uh, the drinking. I didn't change mm-hmm. that for a month after I started. All right. Um, I didn't because. Um, I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want to get fed up. I didn't want to this 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 overwhelming change to mm. to really turn me off the whole journey that I was going to in, in partake in. So what I did, I started off and I thought, right, okay, what what can I do easily? So I cut I cut sugar out. Now I love sugar, but I cut sugar out because you know it's pretty easy to do, really. Um, I started doing the exercise on a daily basis. I put that into place. Um, I cut out the snacking and the jumping. What was your exercise regime, David? Yeah, okay. Well, it varies. Obviously, the gyms the gyms were closed because of lockdown. So what I did, I trained, and I still do. Yeah. I train twice a day if I can. Um, so typically in the morning, wow. when I, are you talking about when I first started, Andy? Because obviously it's changed now. No, just, just yeah, no, as you go along, tell us, tell us, right, keep going. Okay, well, when I first started, um, as I say, I just started walking and, and I enjoy walking and, I, and I'm really fortunate because I live, I live in the South Pennines and it's really nice around here. And if you remember, we had a quite a nice uh, sort of March and April, May uh, weather. So it was, it was pretty nice to get out there, take the fresh air. And what I used to do is put an audio book on and listen to that for an hour Um so, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm getting outside. I'm exercising. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling positive. And I'm also sort of educating myself on with the audio books. So it was really mm. good. I got back and, and you know, I and, um, you know, had, had, a, had, a, had a drink, um, not of gin, <laughs> but of water, um, yeah. and, and felt great for the day. And then what I would do in the evening or, or early evening, probably between about four and six o'clock, I've got a rowing machine here. And I've got um, a kettlebell. I've got a couple of kettlebells. So I'll just start doing some very, very light um, training. And it started off, and I, and I remember this because I journaled it. The first rowing machine session was 17 minutes. That was all. Mm-hmm. But it was a start. So what I was doing, I was going out in the morning, Andy, for a walk, which ended up running. And it ended up with uh, 15 kilograms on a backpack going up hills, which is great fat mm-hmm. burner. Um, and in the mm-hmm. evening, I was alternating between a uh, rowing machine, uh, anything up to about an hour, and then um, doing some resistance work and core work, alternate days. And that's what I did. And, and to be honest with you, I've not had, since the 26th of March, I've not missed a single day. Now, that's incredible consistency. Yeah. It's funny, David, you should say about the 15 kilogram on your back, because, of course, since you've lost... Um, five stone. Yeah, how much weight is that you had on your back? Uh, it's weird. Seventy pounds, isn't it? Oh, uh, it's seventy pounds. It's, isn't it yeah. weird? Because it's, it's you know, it's like if you pick kilo, a yeah. you pick a five stone child up and try to walk for an hour. Yeah, it's like <sighs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's it just it's weird, isn't it? It just creeps on you, and you end up it just yeah. soaks kind of soaks into your body, and then you you end up carrying it around. 
but yeah, so that's that's the way I started, and then it's just kind of gone from there. Andy, you know, I started doing the running um, because I've got you know, I've got these races booked in, um, and so I'm running about between five and six miles a day now. Um, that that was in the morning, but I've switched it now because my son Jack. Then uh, this is a really another sort of really cool win, uh, if you like, or a gift of this whole journey. He's now getting fit again. He's going to do the race with me. He's doing the 10K with me in Manchester in September. Oh, so, yeah, so we race, so we go out together. And um, and I can actually, believe it or not, I can actually beat him. No, I have no kidding. I don't, know, yeah, I don't know if he's letting me or not, but you know, a couple of times yeah. I've got home before he has. <laughs> Wow, so, I certainly yeah. can't do that with my son. I might, I might have had a chance a few years ago when he was a bit too young, and I and I was uh, doing a lot of running back in them days. But uh, yeah, my times of late are are ridiculously slow. But at least, I, at least I try and, and get out and do a little bit here and there. So brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Yes. So, yeah. Sorry, just moving things on a little bit, David. Um, the book's coming out. You've written the book. Yeah. How far you got with that? It's, it's, it's finished. It's been proofread at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've, I've got about 50,000 words in there. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's getting proofread. And I'm hoping to self-publish by month end, August month end. Um, Lovely. And, uh, and get it out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get it back from proofreading, make a few changes in it that I've been thinking about over the last few days. And then, uh, and then get it out there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Brilliant. Really well, I'll definitely it. be your... First customer, oh, if that's okay. That's absolutely <laughs> fantastic, yeah. Um, what we're thinking of doing as well is is we're looking at COVID-dependent, um, looking at doing a couple of small presentations, obviously, we, because we do the, mm-hmm. the property presentations and the, and the events. So I'm looking at doing a couple of uh, maybe two-hour presentations slash book launches um, in, in September. Um, yeah. Again, COVID-dependent. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be good. Yeah. If anybody wants to, if anybody wants to come and and and, uh, and listen to how how I've done it, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Whereabouts are they likely to be, David? Well, I'm definitely going to do Manchester because it's local to here. I'm going to do Birmingham, mm-hmm. and if there's a demand for for it, Andy, I'm going to come to probably. We'll, I do a lot of the property stuff in Heathrow, so you know, if if there's a demand, I'll I'll certainly come down towards London to to do a to do another one. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Okay, that'd be great. I'll yeah. I'll certainly try and get along if I can. That's yeah, for that, sure. That'd give you a bit of support. <laughs> yeah, you too. Man. So, just moving things on a little bit further, you've you've done the book. You've got all of these Iron Man type challenges lined yeah. up. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in the future? Uh, with regard with, to fitness or business? Yeah, where can you yeah, see things yeah. going now? Um, right. I really, really, really fancy doing an ultraman. You know the sort I've gone of quiet. I really, really, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got one of the one of the guys who I've been following. I think I don't know if it's one of your questions, Andy, but one of the guys I've been yeah. following on social media, uh, and I read his book. Uh, a guy called Rich Roll. I don't know if you've heard of him. I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. He's a really interesting guy. He's an American guy. Lives over in California, and uh, his, his story is, is is quite similar to mine. That's why I can resonate. I think he's about a year older than I am. I'm fifty. I think he's fifty-one, maybe fifty-two. And he he, he 
he was a swimmer in his younger days, but he was better than me. He was kind of, you know, a competition swimmer. Um, yeah. And he, he ended up being an alcoholic. And he was a corporate lawyer, went into alcohol, put a load of weights on, uh, wasn't leading the life he wanted to lead. He had a big wake-up call one day, just before he was 40 years of age. And um, he's actually gone plant-based. He's gone, he's gone into vegan, um, a vegan wow. diet. And he went into ultraman. He went doing an ultraman, and there's been no looking back for him. He he he, he does. He's like you. He does a, a podcast. Uh, he gets some really big names on his podcasts. Um, he's he promotes the the vegan lifestyle very much so. And the stuff he's done, Andy, is absolutely incredible. You know, for example, he he, you know, he talks about how he went and did five Ironman um, triathlons one after another for five days on in the on the row in Hawaii. Wow. Yeah, it's just like it's super, <laughs> it's super yeah, it's Superman stuff. So, you know, yes. I kind of I really, really appreciate I really understand that, appreciate it. And and I kind of would love to, to, to kind of even if it's part way there, get get there. It's I think it's just fantastic. I think it's a fantastic story. I can resonate to him and um yeah, it's inspirational for definite. So isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got your story up there as inspirational too, David. So uh, oh, thank you. Fair play to you. Oh, I appreciate. So, it. so listen, we've got we've got listeners there that they're out there at the minute. They're like me. They're a little bit unfit and they need to get sharper again. So I'm going to yeah. start. You've inspired me to get going again. Brilliant. Do, go to the next level. Yeah. But what about the listeners? What would you say is the first thing for them straight away to do to start improving their health and well being? Well the, first, well, the first two, I've got to say there's two things, Andy. Is that okay? The first, the first, yeah, yeah, go for the it. First, the first thing would be document what, what you're eating and drinking. And, you know, if there's, if there's refined carbohydrates in there, if there's refined sugars in there, if there's, if there's, I'm not saying cut out all alcohol at all, but if there's a little bit too much alcohol, bring it back, draw it back, you know, cut the rubbish out of your, out of your life. Um, and just replace it with decent whole foods. Um, that's that's the first thing. That, and it, it's easy to do. It really is. Um, so, what kind of whole foods was you was you yeah. eating? I eat quite a lot of fish now. Um, we mm-hmm. are, gosh, right pre pre March twenty twenty, we would probably have twenty one or there thereabouts twenty one servings of meat every week. Um, mm-hmm. And um, Amanda and I have decided that we. We're not particularly going to go fully plant plant based, but we have pushed a lot that way. Um, so mm. we probably only have about five meat based meals a week now. Um, we we do have quite a lot of fish, uh, seafood, um, and and we are concentrating a little bit more on the plant based stuff. So you know stuff like you know tuna, you know a, a decent piece of uh, line caught tuna, or you know salmon. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Whole foods, you know. We we, we substituted, you know, sort of chips um, for brown rice. Uh, we don't go with white mm-hmm. rice because it's refined. We go with brown rice. I don't, I don't personally. I don't see a difference. I enjoy both, so I'll go with the healthier option of the brown mm-hmm. rice. You know, we we eat a lot of nuts, um, fruits, vegetables. You know, just proper decent whole food. And and I'll be really honest with you, Andy. We enjoy every meal we eat. Um, and, and but we've cut out the pizzas and you know the pies and the cakes and the biscuits and the crisps yeah and, and, and all that it's just gone it's just gone and you know what I honestly say I haven't missed it so you know the first thing I do you know 
for your listeners is say, just have a look, just document, maybe over the space of a week, what your eating pattern is, when you eat, um, how much you eat, and what it is you eat. And then just have a look at it and maybe, you know, cut out some, some of those things that you really shouldn't be eating and replace it with something nice. You know, a nice piece of, not everybody's into fish, but for me, a nice piece of salmon, it's, it's, it's nicer than eating a, a, a meat pie to me. Um, so mm-hmm. that's what I do. The other thing is just start moving. You know, yeah. we've got 24 hours in a day. If we sleep for eight hours a, a night, that's 16 hours. Yeah, okay, we'd probably do anything between 10, maybe 12 hours uh, work-based by the time we've gone to work and we've done our commuting and everything, spend some time with the family. You know what, if we can't spare anything from an hour to a, a half an hour to an hour on ourselves to get moving and do some, some basic, simple exercise, then you, there's a bigger picture, isn't there? Something got to mm. happen, really, in my opinion, with the lifestyle that you're leading. So it's just a case of getting moving. Just put some time aside for you to get moving and get some consistency. Now, I exercise every day. You don't have to exercise every day. But, you know, if it's five times a week, do it. Just do it and, and just start it, stepping it up at your pace. And before you know it, you know, you'll be going like me from a 33 um, exhausted walk to training for a marathon. It just really builds up really, really nicely if you want yeah. it to. So those are the two things I've changed quickly, Under. Okay. Well, I found your story really inspirational. Has anybody else said the same thing, you know, that, that you've inspired them to do a lot more? Oh, mate, you wouldn't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Yeah, um, insp- inspirational has been the word that's been used so often. and it, 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 It's humbling, it really is. I didn't do it for, for anything like this, but it's so nice to, to, get, to get this to come back to me. It's, it's lovely. Um, do, can I share one? Um, Go for it. Yeah. I've not had his permission, so I'm not going to name the guy. Um, Mm -hmm. But a a friend of mine who I don't know particularly, I don't know him particularly particularly well, um, he he contacted me just at this eve of lockdown when I was about to start my change. He had a a, a pretty big heart attack and and ended up in hospital for quite a number of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a bit younger than me. He's he's about 46 years of age. Um, He's a lovely guy, super, super guy, professional. And he ended up uh, in, a, in a bad way. And I, I, I didn't know this at the time. And um, as, as I was posting, he was watching all this. And it, after, after a few weeks, he'd, he'd come out of hospital and he was starting to get himself on the mend. And he sent me a, a, just this beautiful message to say how much it inspired him. And obviously having a massive heart attack and, and being close to, mm. I guess, death's door, you know, it's, it's made him mm. reevaluate his life. And he said that he's, he's very much looking at what I'm doing as an inspiration for him. And it just, that just, uh, it just meant the world, Andy, I'll be honest with you. It's just so nice to, to get, to, and we, we jumped on the phone. We had a good old chat. We're going to meet up soon. We're going to, we're going to do some a mountain climb together. Um, you know, and it's just so nice. It's so nice to, to, to hear that. Really is. Of course, it is a great story too, and and there's another book sold, obviously. So yeah. <laughs> I, I can see this book being a bestseller. Um, I really can, and um, I just wanted to say, you know, keep going and keep the effort up, and you'll inspire the rest of us to do certain things. Perhaps not as good as yours because you've been incredible with your uh, your weight loss. I've seldom heard many people just eating ordinary wholesome foods 
lose so much weight. That's incredible, David. Well done. Thanks, Andy. I'm very, very grateful for those comments. No, absolute pleasure. Now, we're getting towards the end of the show, so you better tell us if anybody wants to contact you, if they want any, maybe uh, the book or, or any recipes or any help, tips, advice, or even property information, where can they best contact you? Okay, well, my, my email address is, is david at clarusproperties.eu. That's david at C-L-A-R-U-S properties.eu. Um, I've just set a new website up. It's davefernley.com and Fernley spelled F-E-R-N-L-E-Y. That's davefernley.com. And there's a chat box in there and just you can just drop me a note and I'll certainly, certainly come back to you. Um, we've got a Facebook page. Um, and it's the it's called Fit for Business with David Fernley. Uh, please, please, you know, uh, sign up, sign up on there, and drop me a drop me a note, and I'll I'll certainly come back to you. So they're probably the three best ways, Andy. And of course, I'm on link I'm on LinkedIn as well. We'll find you. We'll track you down. Don't worry, <laughs> David. Thanks for doing the show, and I wish you every success in the future. Thanks, Andy. Much appreciated. Thanks for the invite. Brilliant. Thank you. I hope this podcast gives you inspiration. And if you want to contact me, I'm Andy Arter, and it's transformyourwealthandhealth at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.